Hello, Tom. Hello, Bella. How are you? We should recording. Oh, yes, we should recording today. <laughs> we are recording. Why are we recording before we start? Why tell, are we recording? What is this? What is this place? It's a nice, well, not so nice, improvised, but very nice looking different stage. It's called YouTube. And I built it for $1 million just for you to feel better because I know you have uh, OCD. Uh, yes, I do. Like East Block Boy. Yeah. And. <laughs> So yeah, we have a new setup, a new new stage. Oh, well, kind of new. But before we get into all of these silly stuffs, I wanted to you to tell the audience what we went through with creating this podcast <laughs> before we get into anything. Well, we went through quite a bit. I mean, we've been preparing this for for quite a while. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've we've went through the designs. You know, you, you've uh, you've showed me your methodology a little bit. You know, even in the in the uh, in the first episode, we even talked about this because we were, you know, doing it so so much. So, you know, we have figured out, um, you know, something that we both like. Uh, we collaborated and we found a style that we both can appreciate. And uh, now we're here, and now we just are going to press the record button. We're going to go live on YouTube and make I, things happen i thought we just did it and that's what i wanted you to tell uh, uh, on uh, well i wanted to tell i wanted you to tell the audience that we are recording i don't know how many streams right now i'm recording two streams ah, yes stream and my audio <laughs> the current setup <laughs> yes exactly yeah i'm recording you're recording obs is recording youtube's recording uh <laughs> i think we're recording we're definitely <laughs> recording right now definitely okay, okay okay good good um cool what's the topic for today today we're going to talk about gaming Ooh. because you know we were talking about it the other day and as often you know what often happens when we talk we're just like hold on we should stop talking about this right now <laughs> yes <laughs> because we should be recording this <laughs> we should uh, be recording this we should recording think, this. Yeah. You know what? I already know that I want to create a merch one day called <laughs> We Should Recording. I want to I'm going to wear a We Should Recording sweater. It's a good idea. Mark my words. <laughs> I I will mark them okay. <laughs> on my notepad. <laughs> there we go. Okay. So, gaming exactly. Gaming. What what were we talking about last time? Well, basically you were you were telling me that I have started to play games and wanted to invite you to play with me because you're one of the few people I know who plays online games. And you told me that you wanted to stop playing games. And that was kind of disappointing. Yeah. You know, it's it's only a certain kind of, of games, I guess, you know, um, especially MMOs, because I've played a lot of MMOs. You know, this is this is the only game that really interested me mm -hmm. um, for the most part. But uh, now I'm playing way more, you know, single player stuff. And, you know, even when we play Tekken together, even that's like very enjoyable for me because it's mm -hmm. something you can just jump into and, and play it and, and have fun. You know, when you play an MMO, you have to like grind for months and, no, and then maybe, oh, what was that? Sorry, sorry. And <laughs> you have to grind for months and then maybe, you know, you can start playing the game. 
uh, finally. Like, this is a common joke within MMOs where you're like, uh, you know, when you reach max level, then you're like, now I can finally play the game, right? And this is like mm. such a long time that you have to have to grind and, and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get a little bit off of that. Uh, and it also gave me kind of a bad taste, you know, for gaming because, you know, when you're spending so much time on an MMO, you just start thinking like, this is like a second job, you know, mm. and that you might as well spend your time on something else, something more productive, like making a podcast together, <laughs> you know? So you, you, you just jumped right into, into the middle, into the pitch, no introduction, nothing, no foreplay. It's just, we're going to destroy gaming today. <laughs> Get ready, ladies and gentlemen, fasten your seatbelts because we're going to run over the gaming industry. No, not really. Um, this is funny because, you know, our positions have switched and, you know, do you remember when I started inviting you to, to, to to do this together with me. I said, I'm the negative guy. I'm going to rant about everything. <laughs> and now this is the second episode where I'm kind of more positive <laughs> about our topic than you are. Yeah. But I like it. And of course, we're not all negative and all, all positive. It's a controversial topic as our name is. <laughs> no, but um, I think I have a specific angle from which I want to look at games you know and i want to look more at the at the interaction part because games are very controversial to me on one hand they give you so much they give you so much things back like you know fun stories artistic uh, you know visions or many many things at the same time they take so much and i often used to say to one of my closest friends who is a hardcore gamer that games are not worth the time because they steal your time i i told him to provoke him of course that games should pay him you know he shouldn't pay the games to buy it to play it uh, but the games should pay him because they are stealing his time and now you are saying the same thing and i'm kind of becoming the so <laughs> quote-unquote mmo player who is like hey tom i have this final fantasy 14 you want to join me let's uh, form a guild and whatever all of these things and you're like oh no it's time consuming yeah just my position changed because you know of of, of you know some some experience that i've that i've had by now Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth because mm -hmm. of that. But, you know, you also show me that, you know, it can still be fun, you know. So, you know, with, with, with Tekken, for example, you know, just playing together, you know, as friends and just, you know, hopping into it without even knowing what's happening and just yeah. kind of having fun, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's really important to me because you can't, for me, it's, it's so hard to just like, uh only care about your performance mm -hmm. and that is just so frustrating for me so fast you know yeah. what i mean like it's and then at that point it's just not fun anymore then yeah. it's just like a second job or that you know it, it just starts feeling like why am i doing this you start questioning why are you you know spending time in this and so, this is the yeah. funny thing because when we were talking offline i told you that you were kind of being that guy in our group when we when we played Final Fantasy together, yeah. and you're like, "Yeah, this is what the games has done to me." <laughs> it's so exactly. Funny. But then again, I I think you know, games are have a very important role in our lives. Like not only 
you and me as boys uh you know maybe old boys <laughs> but <laughs> uh big children big children exactly but but for society so i want to ask you what do you think where do games come from why do we have why do we even have games can we get rid of games <laughs> what would happen how would a world without games look like what do you think hmm I, I don't think we should get rid of games, but I mean, w that's a lot of questions in there. Where did it come from? <laughs> uh, well, I guess some guy threw a rock at someone and he was like, oh, that's kind of fun. I'm going to throw it back. <laughs> that's probably how it started. Do you think the first game was a first person shooter? <laughs> like with a stone? I think so. Maybe this is, you know, the most, the most, you know, intrinsic game ever made. You know, it's just... Well, I think I think the first it's a, game it's, it's ever, a ball sport. I think the first game ever created was Pong, wasn't it? Could, can that be on well, the Commodore 64? In yeah, in terms of digital games, sure. I've, I think so. I think Pong was the first game, yeah. I, I think so too, and it is kind of a rock that they are, you know, <laughs> kind of throwing, <laughs> throwing a back and forth, but it's supposed to be tennis, so I, I'm not sure if we can <laughs> make that count. Yeah. But okay, let's go to analog games then. What's the analog oldest? Games. Yeah, the oldest analog <laughs> game you know. The oldest. What do you mean by analog game? Yeah, like I don't know. Like I don't know the English names, but you know, with dice and figures that you move uh, on a on a board. I don't, I don't board games. Board games. <laughs> Did you play board uh, games as when you were younger? Not that much. Not that much. <laughs> you know, we we have like a Rumikub. Do you what? have that in Germany? No. What is Rumikub? Rumikup. <laughs> exactly. Rumikup. It's like you, you have a, a bag full of like little plastic things with letters on them. Mm -hmm. And then you put it all on a bag on, on the on the you know on the table. Yeah. And then you take, you know, these Rumikups. <laughs> and then you try to form words with them. And then you, you lay them scrabble. on the table. It's kind of like Scrabble, but it's not like Scrabble. What? You it's have different. a fake Scrabble? It's, it's not you fake. It's Belgium, you like. Dude, it's, it's, it, it's like, it's been like 10 years since I played that game, probably. Okay. Yeah. I, I haven't played that many board games. I'm not really a board game guy. When I, was, when I was a child, we used to play a lot of board games, but I have an older brother who was always terrible at losing. So he was literally the guy who threw the board over the table when he was losing. <laughs> so I have kind of um a a gaming culture but i was always the guy who had to lose to not lose you know like i had to lose in the game to win in real life kind of kind of thing um but i think games have changed drastically if you look back but the thing is some things have not changed for example that we want to play together we want to win we want to we want to play together like co-op uh, cooperate together we want to play against each other competitive so the yeah. principles are the same and i think that games you know this is why i, I ask you my the my my hypothesis is that games help us to 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 take pressure out of our lives so that we don't kill each other You know, remember when 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 
Uh, it was today even. <laughs> Remember? Remember back in the days when I told you that I would beat you up in Tekken? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, yesterday we played together with another friend. And it's kind of fun to, to just have a, a, a place where you can just let the steam out. Mm -hmm. But then again, we have these shocking internet news. Well, it's not, it used to be back, you know, back in the, in the past when they said Counter-Strike makes every child a mass murderer. Yeah, and Grand Theft Auto and stuff. And Grand it Theft Auto. It created criminals. It created <laughs> criminals. And I, I think the thing is, it, games do have a big impact on our lives, but on the other hand, they, they, they are kind of necessary. And we had this interesting Christmas event uh, or Christmas story where we had a young boy, Jules' cousin, who is 14 years old. And he's, the parents were like, oh, we don't know what to do with him. He's only in the basement all the time. And he's only looking at the computer and playing games. And mm. this is kind of the new normal, you know, nowadays, 2021. But when he came, the easy trick was to play a game he knows with the family together, not on the computer. So we played Among Us, but the original version. Do you know the original version of Among Us? <laughs> yeah, you mean like uh, Cluedo? I I, I I know Cluedo, the, but I I only know the advertisement. I never okay. actually... Okay, it's, it's like a, there's, a, there's a mole in there, right? somewhere yes exactly exactly sure and i think okay i was i was referring to a uh, a game called werewolves and okay. this game is even based on an even elder older game called mafia and it's but the principle is always the same but the way we had to play it or the way we played it was very simple we had just sheet of papers where some people had a, an x on it and some people had nothing so the people who had an ex were the murderers and they had to cooperate but the the way we had to play was we had to talk to each other but since the the guy the little boy well not little boy the young uh teen knew everything about how to trick people because he was playing among us so much he <laughs> yeah, was so yeah, yeah, engaged yeah. He was so engaged and first he was like, oh, boomer, oh no, we're not going to play these games. And then he was the one who had the most fun. So I I, I kind of like your reaction when you said like, no, I'm not playing games anymore. They don't give me anything. <laughs> I was like, yeah. hey, half a year ago, you've been so excited to, 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 to start Shadowlands. And now you're like, nah, Shadowlands, I don't, it's, it's a game for losers. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's a game for losers, you know. But I mean, uh, I spent I spent way too much time out of uh, on it, and I got you know. You have to realize, I think, the point where the game is taking more than it's giving you, mm. and and that's just what happened after a while. Yeah. Um, so that's why I had to stop. Yeah. You know, I just had to. <laughs> and this I had is to do something else. This is what I why I I thought it might be very interesting for not only for us but for society to talk about these things because have you heard about uh, of the term gamification? Yes. Can you explain gamification to our audience? Gamification. I guess it's I guess it's like uh you know taking a process in real life and you know giving gaming properties to it or or you know 
making it making it uh, making it where where there's competition maybe mm-hmm. where you're like maybe you have a you know something at work you know a certain process or a certain thing that nobody wants to do or maybe in the house you have like nobody wants to do the dishes but when you do the dishes you can go to the next level or something like that it's even with like diets and stuff nowadays right on apps exactly those are often like gamified where you you know you follow a certain diet and then you go to level two and then it's it's, exactly. it's encouraging for people to fill that bar and you get go to the next <laughs> all these things for habits i have this very interesting i tried out this very interesting app called fabulous uh, where it's an app that's supposed to help you build a uh, build habits or uh well how disassemble mm-hmm. bad habits and you you earn points and you get rewards like digital notifications and icons and whatever but the thing is um or before i i i, I say it have you watched the series black mirror yes i have how did you did you like it what was your takeaway from black mirror what did you think about it i really liked it you know um it's been a while since i've seen it but i remember you know I really liked it because it it showed things that were really futuristic, sometimes dystopian, mm-hmm. um, but they are also you know very current day as well. You know they you can see some elements from today yeah. that are put in there and see how you know how they go to the extremes, and uh, you know that's that's just super interesting to see that that happened with social media and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also had this episode with. Um, you know, uh, where your your points, you had like these points on on your arm or something like that. Mm. And then you you had, to, when you bought a house in a certain neighborhood, you had to be at least a seven. Mm-hmm. And otherwise you mm. couldn't buy the house. I, I'm, I'm yeah. presuming you're referring to that episode. Exactly. I, I really love Black Mirror a lot. I think, I remember that, I think Samuel ta- uh, told me about that. Uh, uh, or, you know, pointed out this interesting coincidence that the Chinese government has started a you know so a social experiment with this rating system where they actually give you points and then you kind of get this cryptocurrency or something where you can buy food with or pay your whatever things with your points and you earn points by by good behavior for example if you don't drink too much or if you if you eat healthy food or if you do sport uh, then you get points and if you do bad behavior for example if you sleep too long then you lose points if you are not friendly to your neighbors then you lose points and it's isn't that like isn't that crazy that the game is so important for us that it can transform our lives if you make the game a, a you know a real life scenario and especially based on what we watched the other in in episode two with vr and you know these things these things are coming so where do you think games are are, are pushing our our, our societies well, into you you know that it works because you have these these games especially mmos are just huge social experiments mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. because if 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 um you know, a certain gamification of everyday life would take place, like in like what's apparently happening in China at some uh, in, at some description. 
we can see already what will happen in mm. these games. You know, especially also games like Eve, which I like to talk about. Oh, is, yeah. It's also, you know, a huge sandbox and it has a real economy. You know, there are real economists actually monitoring the economy and let stuff me, like that. Let me quickly but yeah, I mean, stop you here. Sure. Okay. But no, I don't want to stop you. I want to pull you back and tell the people who are listening what Eve is. Because when you told mm. me about Eve, I didn't understand anything. And especially about this character, I forgot, the Montadar or whatever. The Matani. Like, Matani. Okay, so please <laughs> give Matani, us, yeah. g- tell us yeah. a little bit about Eve. Eve Online. I used to have a YouTube channel about Eve Online. Um, it's it's basically uh, spa- internet spaceships is what usually people usually <laughs> you know uh, call it, and you know it's a sandbox. So you can basically do whatever you want. You can go anywhere you want. Uh, there's a couple thousands of uh, different uh, star systems where you can visit. Um, you know, it, it has four races, um, but everybody is, you can choose a race, but you're not necessarily affiliated to them. You can build corporations with your friends, which is like a guild if you ever played a, uh, an MMO. Um, and that guild can be in, in, in an alliance. And if you have an alliance, you can, um, you know, you can take possession of parts of unoccupied space. So you have... Uh, a, a small region which is safe space where there's some kind of police. So if you shoot somebody, you uh, get attacked by police and there's no way of getting getting away from that. And then there is uh, a place called Nullsec, which has zero security space. And there you can just shoot anybody. But the special thing about that space is that you can occupy it with your alliance. So you can basically occupy that region and you know there's literally wars being fought for huge parts of of the game um and you know i guess the ultimate end game of eve is to conquer all of nullsec which is which is impossible to do probably because nobody's ever done it um but you know at least conquer very large parts of of eve and control really large parts of the economy so let me let um, me point out what it means is there's a digital space that players can own They can make it their yes. own. So they can exactly. basically conquer parts of the game. Mm-hmm. And they, the, the developers designed it that way. They want it yep. that way. They uh, can plant their flag on it. And so it's interesting because it, 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 it's not real, but it is real. And how much real it is comes to, 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 to view when we look at the... The Montata, Montada, the Mitani, Mitani. <laughs> yeah, yeah so. the, the Mitani is is basically, um, you know, it's it's basically Space Hitler. Uh, <laughs> so he's the biggest, you know, baddie that Eve has seen. I think. Uh, I think I can probably say that. Um, he's, you know, he's the the leader of one of the biggest uh, alliances called Goon Swarm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's now called the Imperium. Oh, Star Wars. Um, yeah, something like that. It's 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 they renamed it to the Imperium, mm-hmm. um, and the Mitanni basically he doesn't log into the game, but he's he's just a space politician. <laughs> so how does know, it work? What does it mean he doesn't log <laughs> into the game? Like I mean, I've no. I've seen the videos. I know now, but you know, mm-hmm. someone who who hears that for the first time, what? How can they imagine? What? How does he play then? What does he, he do? He just coordinates, you know, he just coordinates, he has meetings, 
uh, it's basically a full-time job. You know, he has like 30,000 people in his alliance. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's hierarchies, there's, you know, there's management, you know, you have economies, you have budgets to manage. Mm -hmm. It's, 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 you know, it's a real economy. So it's everything the same as in a real big company with 30,000 people working in it, the same things he has to do, you know, to, <laughs> to make sure that everybody's managed. There's insurance policies in the so game. He has you know, 30,000 real players. Yes. Listening absolutely. to his commands and absolutely. doing exactly what he wants. Yes. And he earns real money for that. Uh, well, <laughs> it's not allowed to earn real money from it. But mm -hmm. the thing is that items in EVE or money in EVE has a monetary value because you can, uh, EVE works on a subscription base. So you have to pay like 15 bucks every month or something like that mm -hmm. to play the game. But if you earn enough money in the game, then you can uh, buy an item called Plex on the market, mm -hmm. which is bought by uh, players with real money. It costs the same as a monthly subscription, but you buy it as an item and you can sell that on the market for cash. So that means if you earn enough money, then you can play the game for free. Uh, so in return, you can calculate a value of a ship based in monetary value that way because of the price of blacks. So, um, you know, then you have wait, these wait, crazy wait, battles. Wait, wait. Sorry. That so you, you, and yeah. Is, wait, you can sell a ship for Plex and then you can turn your Plex. Oh, and then you can resell the Plex to other players. Yes, but you can redeem the Plex for 30 days game time. Mm-hmm. So that means you can play the game for free if you earn enough money to buy a Plex every month. Okay, but I cannot sell. Let's say I have one Plex is for one month and I have 30 Plex. And instead of playing for free for 30 months, I could, could I decide to sell 15 Plex to other players? Yes, if you have the Plex items, Mm -hmm. there's, there's a difference between game time and Plex. Mm -hmm. uh, Plex is the item and game time is once it's redeemed, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can't say, oh, I have 30 days game time. I'm going to turn it all into Plex. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. um, but you can, if you have 30 Plex, you can just sell it to other players or you can choose to redeem it for game time. Do so you, you sell can, it you can with in-game in money or with real money? Yes. You sell it with in-game money. Okay. But, you know, there is shady websites where you can sell your uh you know your in-game money for real money you know these are this is not allowed to do because it's basically you're selling the property of the game owner like mm. ccp is a developer and they consider everything in the game their property so you're basically you know selling other people's property which is which is obviously not allowed okay so but there's yeah. this black market going on mm -hmm. so so he could earn real money from it if he wanted do you to, think probably. he does that maybe I don't know. I know. I know he's, and I, I can't, you know, nothing has been proven, obviously. But yeah, I mean, I can't imagine he's gotten poorer from it mm. either. So mm. he also, I think he sells merch and stuff like that as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, you have okay. a bunch of these, these extra economic things that he, that he obviously can do. He has a news uh, channel. He's basically has his own, you know, news outlet. Uh, which is also interesting because we're also seeing that in real life now with big politicians starting their own news outlets and stuff. Mm. And that's exactly what he did as well. So, Do you think more players, uh, uh, or his, his power is raising because of the pandemic since more and more people are stuck at home and are playing games, starting to play games and whatever? 
Yeah, I'm sure. Like the the subscription numbers of every game with a Tesla subscription is is going up significantly. So, uh, yeah, I think so. If if more people under him, it means more power. So, uh, I definitely think so. And um, you know, the, there's also another interesting thing about Eve uh, that is worth talking about, and that is uh, the CSM. What is which the is CSM? the uh, the uh, I forgot the exact uh, you know abbreviation, but it's basically a group of players who are elected by other players. It's mm-hmm. it's like I think ten ten people, mm-hmm. and um, every year uh, or every some period, every year or two years or something like that, they get they can get elected as parts of the CSM, which is like some kind of uh, council. Mm-hmm. Council of Stellar Management or something like that it's okay. called. Uh, yeah. And these players can go to Iceland where CCP is located and they can talk to the devs and they can say, oh, we want th- we want to see this changed or we want to see th- this changed. So they can talk directly to the developer. Mm-hmm. They get flown out to Iceland every like a couple times per year to directly talk to the developer and influence the so decision they're- that they're making. And they're representing a part of the player base that voted for them. So they have this is real political This is power. real space politics. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. It's crazy. Because if they have, you know, an interest of their alliance, because they're part of an alliance, and they can represent their alliance's interests and that way influence how the game works to have a benefit in their in the game. So there's real space politics. <laughs> so yeah, you know, maybe you know, I've been working or I, I sometimes work with unions and I, I know a little bit about the political fights. Um, so do you think this is also going on? Like, do they, for example, if yeah, uh, the, the developer does something that the players don't do, do they boycott? Uh, do do they strike? Sure. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's been instances where people are just mass unsubscribing because of a certain change, for sure. No. Uh, that definitely has happened in the past. You know, people just don't, you know, t- there's, there's also a lot of, a lot, you know, a lot of people in the past, I don't know if they still do that, but were, who are, for example, uh, multi-boxers, which is basically people who play with like 10 clients at the same time. What the? So that what? means they have 10 subscriptions going on at the same time as well. Uh, you know, in order to earn a lot of money. And, you know, it happens that a bunch of multi-boxers, because they changed something from uh, that made it harder to multi-box, and then all the multi-boxers decide, okay, we're going to just like play with one box and, and you know, and they're going to see what economic impact it has. Mm-hmm. And it really was a big impact on the subscriber numbers <laughs> because wow. there's there's so many multi-boxers. So, you know, stuff like that definitely happens, you know, and uh, it's a very interesting game it in is. many aspects. It's it's crazy because, you know, this is a very good example of how how far games can go. And there are, but there are different games as well that are in our world that we don't see as games. For example, I am, for example, someone who says that Instagram is a terrible game. I don't like the Instagram game. Um, and I would like to ask you, do you agree that Instagram is a social game rather than a platform? Because uh, yeah, we, we, could look at, we could look at it, you know, from, from a game perspective, you get rewards, likes or dislikes. You can yeah. earn, you know, followers. You by your actions and the there there are certain rules you can get banned or shadow banned and all of these things and i think well, why i want to i want to talk about this game for example in that way is instagram is a social game rather than any like 
I don't know if every game is pretty much social because, you know, you have people playing, but um, it's more like a society game that people play without knowing that they are playing a game. It, they they, mm-hmm. they it act or believe maybe that it's the real thing, the real life. Yeah. And it was, it's Instagram, you know, is Facebook, obviously, but... Do you remember the the blue whale challenge? No. Have you not heard about the blue whale challenge? Okay, so I have not. The blue whale challenge was a, a very controversial game, so-called game that I think some some crazy kid in Russia started where they convinced other people to commit suicide. And it was designed as a game where you start with for example Uh, posting a photo where you, you shave off your hair and they would give you, you know, like crazy tasks uh, mm. leading. Always more extreme. Exactly. Mm. And m- many young, young, young people actually, you know, they called it completed the game by committing suicide. Like, and this game not only popped up at a time and, 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 and caused a lot of waves or, you know, because it's you know it's it's a crazy crazy scenario unthinkable even but this game even had almost a a, a renaissance at a time i don't know when exactly but not too long ago and you you have to think about this that these kind of games were only possible because of the new technological possibilities that we have and there's a new social game going on have you heard about clubhouse Uh, I have heard of it, actually. Have you been yes. invited yet? No, I have not. Do you want to be invited? I've been invited. I can invite you. Sure, invite me. Um, <laughs> but you have to, you have to send me, you have to send me your your all right your, your I'll, phone I'll number. That. Okay, I'll, I'll invite you. So, what, what's going on in there? <laughs> it's what's like, going on behind oh, that weird closed door? It's so amazing. It's very mysterious. Oh, I I can't talk about it on stream, obviously, <laughs> because it's so exclusive. On, lift the tip. Lift the tip of it's the. It's crazy. It's nothing. Of the veil. It's a huge hype about nothing. It's you know, <laughs> I I don't know. I haven't I haven't checked it out enough yet. But the 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 thing is, the I what I believe is it's the it's another OnlyFans. It's just another OnlyFans where you have some celebrities opening the doors where they like what we are doing you can listen to us having a conversation and then maybe maybe if you're lucky i will allow you to speak with me and this Mm -hmm. you know this promise uh, creates so much you know attention and especially because it's so exclusive you have to be invited everyone only gets two invites and oh all these crazy things and i i don't <laughs> like this at all because for example it's it's exclusive for, on iphone you have to have an iphone uh, if you look at all the images it looks so finished and clean you only have beautiful people like not really but their profile pictures <laughs> are way too beautiful i wanted to you know upload it made me want to upload a teletubby uh, uh, photo <laughs> because it's i just want to be different and not so Whatever. And in the end, if you try to look for something interesting, you're going to find out that, that it's not interesting at all. People are trying to hype themselves uh, up and trying to, to act as if it's, oh, so interesting. Yeah, we had this very interesting talk about 
whether we should get vaccinated or not. We're so special. We're the only only ones doing it. Like you know, it's 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 very silly. But and then you got these other two. You know, they're talking about games. Exactly. So I think I think we should be aware of 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 our games, our games in society. And I believe that you know politics, for example, is another thing that is consider- considered to be a game. Or also, dating has been gamified. Have yeah, do you absolutely. Yeah. have you uh, um, heard about the pickup artists scene? The pickup artist scene, yeah, <laughs> the pickup artist is, but I don't know about the scene. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, this, yeah, I don't know if scene is the right word, but pickup artists, like community community mm-hmm. yeah yeah i have seen some stuff online like how to pick up women uh, it, isn't that crazy even, even selling even selling their services on how to and <laughs> press the, 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 the crazy thing is they were putting like giving giving numbers to women like uh, this woman is a two and this woman is a three and this woman mm. is a four and if you get two women that are fours then you have a four set so it's you know an eight like they do the calculation <laughs> and ratings and then they even tell you like yeah you know you shouldn't uh, you 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 should rather try to get a four set which is equal to an eight instead of trying to get a nine because a nine will ver- be very hard to get but two fours will be very easy to get isn't that crazy well like but i at the same time find it so interesting because it shows that no matter what we want to play we want to play and but the awareness of this of this you know wanting to play and what why why is it that we want to play this is what interests me so much and this is why i want to you know kind of throw the the bone over to you and be like hey <laughs> what are we doing where yeah, does it I mean, come true, from but i mean a lot of things i guess or if, if you put it that way are, are gamified i think the conclusion of this podcast is going to be maybe life is a game. <laughs> okay, life is because, a game. Be- mm. because, because there's so many things, right, that you can apply that that rhetoric to, like even a career mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. is a game to some point. What, you know what I mean? Maybe because you're, to, also, you're also climbing up the ladder. You're also yeah, trying to get to the next level. Exactly. You know what I mean? So what my question is maybe what is a game? When 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 does something you know where does it start? What what are the Yeah, I guess I guess when you when you it's hard to define because what I always think of a game is something that isn't real, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Something that is that is that is, you know, we're just playing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're just playing pretend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But maybe we are playing pretend. Like when we're not thinking, we are playing pretend. So you know what I mean. That's Sometimes what you mean by, by, by life is for a game. example on Instagram, right? Yeah, a lot of people are pretending to be somebody they're not. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're playing the Instagram game, like you like you called it, right? But I mean, how is that how you define it? Like when you're playing pretend, where it's not real. I but really, it is? I really don't know because I well, <laughs> while you say pre- playing pretend, I'm like, okay, so when do I pretend and when do I strive to become something? You know, by mm-hmm. acting the way I am thinking, or you know, like I don't know if I want to become the best basketball player in the world, and then I just start to act 
like the best basketball player and yeah. do the workout like the best basketball player. So mm -hmm. maybe what would he do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, so I don't know. So this is why I ask you when, when, when does it become a game? And I like that you say, okay, when, when it's not, not real, but then again, we have this virtual reality world where is it, is it a game or is it reality? Is it real? It's virtual. Or? So that implies it's not real. So what is virtual then? Because this is yeah, I've, I, I I had to write I had to write a very difficult paper on virtual reality versus real reality. You tell me that. Well, I don't know. We don't know. Basically, anything that's that's not physical is virtual. But then again, mm -hmm. anything that can be thought is real. So. Everything virtual is real at the same time as it is virtual. And there was a yeah. famous guy who said virtual reality is shit. Uh, it should be called real virtuality. Mm. Because, you know, it's, it's just... But there's even people who think that the real world is virtual. That's oh now we're, we're in a simulation. Now we're now we're going very very deep into the rabbit hole. Yeah, okay. <laughs> true, true, true. So I guess I guess I think maybe we can come to the point that we say games don't have as dire usually don't have as dire and strong consequences as real life. But yeah they can they can you know like imagine oh yeah another interesting game it's it depends not a, it's not a real it game exactly but what do you what do you mean by consequence right uh, if 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 consequence means that you're gonna lose something that you worked for a real long time for mm -hmm. that's a real consequence for yes. example in eve for example if <laughs> the Mitani gets stumped from his throne yeah. or something like that and he loses everything oh he, yes Sorry. that's real consequence true uh, the same thing is for for streamers for example right i would say that streaming is a game in that sense then and i remember that one very famous streamer got blocked because he cat called some girls in a light live stream and it was you know stupid a stupid thing to do anyways but doing it live is even more stupid because the consequences are recorded uh the the proof the 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 You know, you, you, you even provided the proof yourself by pointing the camera onto the girl while you talk yeah. to her. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and he was like, he apologized in a YouTube video and he was like, oh, I'm, I, I was so stupid. I feel so sorry. I cannot stream for 30 days. But it had real consequences for him because this means money. He doesn't get any subscriptions and donations and bits and cheers and all that shit. So he really regretted it. And now he has changed his behavior. <laughs> But is money real, Bill? <laughs> I don't, I, this is, you know, if you ask going me, for a while. <laughs> if you ask me, I don't, I don't believe in money, but I do know that money can cause real consequences. So sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, okay. So basically everything in life is a game depending on how you look at it, right? Even crypto. <laughs> Cryptocurrencies. You, you were talking about cryptocurrency the other day. I was, yeah. It, it's, it's a very nice game. This is it's a cool game. at the moment my game. Yeah, that's exactly. at the moment the game I like to play. Exactly. But I also consider it to be a game. Um, but I think, you know, the, the, the consequences 
what I wanted to say um, can be more or less impactful for your life. And I think depending on what the consequences are, your life, uh, the thing becomes either a game or something serious, right? So if you if you take it serious, it's not a game anymore, right? I'm looking here on Wikipedia because I'm, I'm trying to understand what the accepted definition of a game is. Mm -hmm. A game is a structured form of play, usually undertaken for entertainment or fun, usually, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and sometimes used as an educational tool. That is, according to Wikipedia, the the um, you know the the definition of game. But then they say a form of play. So what is play? Play is a range of intrinsically motivated activities done for recreational pleasure and enjoyment. So Wikipedia is basically saying that a game is always something that you do for enjoyment and entertainment. Is okay. that something that we can categorize it at? I, I because they also say usually undertake it for entertainment so you know i guess we have to accept that it's on wikipedia and we're not smarter than the rest <laughs> of the world i guess but i think it's kind of interesting just to you know take the average things in our life and and look at it from different perspectives because it's exactly what what we see uh, in in saw you play for your life right to survive of course it's a fiction it's not a real thing but we have to we have oh, you to want to play a game yeah just, <laughs> you ever, the, the, the sad and sour truth about it is that things like the dark net do exist things like snuff movies do exist some people do that kind of stuff for recreational pleasure do we still call it a game can you say hey it's only a game don't hate the game hate the, uh, don't hate the player hate the game or whatever you know what i mean or mm -hmm. the same thing with pickup artists and i think why I wanted us to talk about these things is exactly like you had a personal um, event where you're like, ah, no, it's, this was too much. You know, it, it was taking too much for me, the game, and I don't want to yeah. uh, play anymore. But I thought it's, it's impossible to not play anymore. You can only change the game, but you cannot stop playing. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. I don't consider... A lot of things to be games you know what i mean if i if i do some kind of photography or something creative you know some 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 you know something like that i don't consider that to be a game do you know right? do you but know? i do i do think it's more satisfying to to create something um you know rather than than you know playing a game afterwards maybe at the time it feels more satisfying that's maybe the interesting thing about a game that it makes you feel more satisfied at that moment that you're playing it but less satisfied afterwards mm. and then when you're doing something creative for example you feel maybe less satisfied at the moment itself but way more satisfied afterwards mm. so that's kind of the the opposition there i i, I do agree and i think you know the, the funny thing the way you point uh, you you showed it was is kind of showing me that we kind of are either game consumers or game producers like you know hosts or guests and <laughs> I guess yeah. And it's an interesting thing because even as artists, many, many artists, if you look at creative people, they encourage you to play and have fun. Otherwise you won't get anywhere. You have to try things out without having too too yeah. bad consequences and everything. This is what we're doing all the time. You have you know? to play with it. We yeah. have to play with it and mm. form it, turn it. And I think playing is learning. So I think 
gaming is living as you said it because everything in life is is you know kind of a game oh i just got remembered by boxer ali who's a friend of mine he has a question for you tom and maybe we only have like 30 minutes left he wants to know something specific about audio because he wants to start the podcast game i guess <laughs> so ah, okay, okay. Uh, what would you maybe do we have time for a quick tip for beginners sure, in audio absolutely what what microphone would you suggest to somebody who wants to start out obviously they don't want to pay a lot of money but you know it, you know but money is relative right so not a lot of money is let's say no money at all they want to go <laughs> away for as cheap as possible but then they don't uh, want to get the, the creative the, the you know the brand creative or any cheap mm. hammer let's say they don't want to have the hammer the the, the lowest end thing i would recommend mm -hmm. okay um it would be i don't know it by heart but there's some basic things that you can get that will improve your audio quality above 99 of people for you know for not a lot of money i consider it not a lot of money but like for example 50 bucks uh can get you a couple things to get you started and the most important thing for me for anybody getting some kind of microphone setup or wanting to improve their audio is to make sure you have a um analog part in your chain so what i mean by that is like this microphone has you can't see it but Or, for example, Bellows' microphone has an XLR connection, right? This is a, an analog connection that goes out of your microphone, which means that you can have... You, it comes out of a cable in analog signal, so not digital, um, and then you can manipulate it in any way you want afterwards, right? So the only thing that you need then is uh, something to convert your analog signal into digital, which is something like an audio interface. So what I would recommend concretely is something like a Behringer uh, C1, but the XLR version, the analog version, which is a condenser microphone. Um, you know, it's, it's not the greatest microphone in the world, but it's a studio condenser. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing you, you might need is an audio interface. You know, some, for example, also Behringer. Uh, makes audio interfaces that are really cheap. You have a Behringer interface for like 20 euros. And, um, you know, the, for example, that one, that's a C1U. So this one has a USB connection, I believe. Mm -hmm. See? Yeah. So you want to make sure you get the other one, which is the normal C1, which is also cheaper. Uh, and that one has an XLR connection. So you want to look for that connection with the three prongs and uh, just a very cheap Behringer audio interface, um, you know, just to get you started. And, um, you know, then afterwards you can always upgrade this. You know, I showed Bello this principle uh, before. You know, you, can, you, you just and need the, these boy. two parts. <laughs> Andy's Block Boy and many others. Um, <laughs> and you can get something like a channel strip or a compressor or an equalizer. You know, a channel strip has all these things built into it, which is the nice thing about that. But you can put anything, you know, any device, analog device in between. And you can alter that sound, you know, with if you have only have a USB connection, You can't alter the sound in, you know, in the connection. This is obviously a very expensive <laughs> one, but you have you have much cheaper ones than this. Uh, but you know, you can get started. I would say just get started by getting a, you know, a decent analog setup, and then down the line, if you think, okay, I want to upgrade this, you know, then you can start thinking about what you need, start using it, 
and see, okay, these are the limitations that I have. And then, you know, you can buy parts to put in between your microphone and your digital part. And then you can, you know, the world just opens. So that's what I would recommend you do uh, and not get a USB mic because there's ways to obviously digitally alter your um, your voice, which is perfectly usable. You know, you can record your audio and then, uh, you know, put an equalizer and a compressor and stuff on there or effects or whatever you want. Uh, but this is all stuff after the fact. So especially for live streaming, I would say go for analog. It's just the most versatile thing. And... Um, you know, you can make it sound a thousand times better than any USB mic on its own ever, ever would. So, yeah, okay. that's my short tip. And <laughs> as, as you, we can already hear that Tom already finished the game of audio. Uh, Tom, you also have a YouTube channel about audio, right? Why don't you promote this for here real quick? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not posting that much on there anymore. I should I should actually make a video there uh, uh, again. It's called Crosstalk. So I made, an, uh, for example, a review on the very popular uh, Shure SM7B, which is a very popular microphone, which I would not recommend. I have probably, this is the, probably the, the microphone that most people ask me about. Yeah, I want to get an SM7B because it's a, it's a very popular model. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not the greatest mic in the world. It, it is a very good mic, but for spoken word, it's just way, you know, it's, it's way too silent. Mm. So you need really good equipment to make it really shine. So I, I would never recommend that mic. But if you look at, for example, on YouTube, Crosstalk SM7B, you'll find that review. Uh, and Boxer Ali is saying, uh, my friends recommend he, recommended to me to buy a Scarlett Solo interface. Uh, this would be an analog part. Yeah, so that is the uh, audio interface that is going to... Uh, convert your analog signal into digital so that has a usb port on it so you can you know put the sound in your computer basically right uh, so that's a very good example but if you're just getting started and you want something cheap then you know you might as well get a behringer because the technology of audio interfaces is so advanced now that you basically can't buy a bad audio interface nowadays you know the build quality won't maybe be the greatest but it will get you started you know what i mean and you don't need to go and, and buy a hundred euro audio interface if you don't know why you're buying it if you're just using it to put audio into your computer from your microphone just get the cheapest thing the expensive more expensive audio interfaces the main thing that they do is give you more input and output and more functionality, you know, func functions like real-time effects or uh, mixing capabilities like my RME interface here. Um, but Don't you know, talk it, about that RME. It, you always it gets me very jealous. expensive very fast. <laughs> uh, so if you, if you just need microphone into your computer and that's all you need for, to start, just get a, the cheapest audio interface you can buy, something from Behringer, like it costs like 30 bucks or something. Mm. So that's yeah. what I would recommend. Cool. So now we, uh, our time is also almost up. So maybe a conclusion. We have five minutes left. Uh, we, we've talked about games. Games are everywhere. Games are surrounding us. Well, maybe a look into the future. What do you think the games of the future will be? So, okay, he's drinking. So I'm going to talk one more sentence. So <laughs> um, because we have so many possibilities. One interesting game is ph Phasmophobia, for example. Tom didn't like it too much. We didn't talk about it because we didn't have the time. But more and more people are playing, especially in a time of a pandemic. People are coming together because they have nothing else to do. 
So I even call uh, some of my friends and meet with them to play online because this is our new, you know, going for a walk. Or, you know, you, you, you've, you've, you've been with us. We play Tekken from time to time. We will probably play Tekken after this. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. The, 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 future, the future of games is just going to be, you know, immersion is going to be off the charts. You know, it's a game is already way more immersive than it was 10 years ago or 20 years ago. Uh, if you looked at, you know, footage of Grand, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas now, it, it looks like, you know, yeah. or Tomb Raider 1, mm. you know, it, it looks like, you know, yeah. these people are just angles, you know. Now they actually look Let real and they can it. show subtle emotion with like tiny muscle movements yeah. that can, you know, show subtility. So I think immersion is just going to go forward more and more until we get to like sword art online levels of immersion. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that. I've seen it. And this is kind of what's happening at the moment, right? The, the uh, Korean animes and games are, are kind of um, winning over the market in anime and in gaming, like uh, League of Legends. I don't know if it's a Korean game studio as well but it's so popular in korea and these jrpgs yeah. and everything popping up so i also am afraid that this is gonna happen that the social media is going to turn into social gaming in a in a way and even me as a filmmaker or used to be filmmaker i stopped uh, pursuing my career as a filmmaker because i saw that 3d is so much more capable than anything that whatever we can do in real life than that I thought, you know, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, you know, remember, do you remember this song where they, what was it? Video killed the radio song. Yeah, and I yeah. said like, 3D's gonna kill the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and VR is gonna <laughs> kill 3D. Exactly. And <laughs> it's not only like VR, because, but it's the interaction part. Do you remember in YouTube, this is really, we only have two minutes left, but we don't, we don't have to be too strict about it. Back in the days in YouTube, when uh, YouTubers started to do these interactive, you choose the outcome video, it didn't, uh, uh, it was a short trend and it didn't survive for a long time, but they created very, very difficult movies where, you know, you could yeah. choose in the middle of mm -hmm. the uh, movie and then, If you would choose this or that, then you would have to continue with video number 17. And yeah. so there's a Black Mirror episode like this. Exactly, you know Bandersnatch. Exactly. So I think more of this is going to come. But Bandersnatch is a great example that it showed the world is not ready for it yet. So mm. I think we still have some time, but I believe this is kind of the direction we're moving in. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's kind of <laughs> just immersion, man. At some point, we won't. We, we, I mean, everybody. This is obviously a little bit of a cliche, but I think it will happen that at some point you won't know the difference between between real and the game, mm -hmm. and that's when it will become you know really 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 crazy because I think you know it will become a very dangerous drug <laughs> at yeah. some point where people only live in the game and. That's something that we should be pretty vigilant about, I think. Yeah. Oh, Berksa Ali also says games like Heavy Rain and Detroit become human. Exactly. Yeah. For example, you know, it, game industry is targeting women and trying to get women to play. And they did a quite good job. And I remember Jules playing Become Human, Detroit, and she played the Android 
and caused a you know android revolt against humans and she was like <laughs> of course i was the android <laughs> like so the the, the borders are kind of kind of dissolving and w the world is kind of becoming a very interesting but yet again very dangerous place because yeah yeah we don't know where it goes and where where mm -hmm. where the end is kind of where yeah. where does it lead yeah and also a couple to that uh you know what was that which what i was saying with the immersion will also go the other way like you've been saying a lot more things will be gamified but that is just a pretty scary future because you know we're all we're seeing all these uh social experiments being carried out as we speak in mmos and you know the things that happen in there i don't know if i want those to happen in real life exactly but it's basically it's 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 just humans thinking like they like they would in that situation so i mean if if real life gets more gamified we should be prepared for what we're seeing right now in these social experiments yeah so you know it's gonna go it's gonna go both ways you know the real life is gonna start looking more like a game and and, and vice versa i think the the biggest dystopian scenario would be that if everything in life actually becomes game gamified there would be no more games because games would become work you know you can go mining for like I played GTA roleplay for for a couple of months, and then I I remember I was on tobacco plantations and you know just bringing yeah 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 working yeah working. Imagine this is your new job, like, and this is what's actually happening right now. There's a a Polish or uh, or Croatian or somewhat in that area uh, artist doing this at the moment with Amazon uh, miners, not miners, but you know people. Are, are painting pixels for her so she's collecting many 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 people and paying very low fees like one dollar for for each pixel that you paint but they give you you know like this this tiny uh, input where you can kind of you know become a digital worker by gamified principles and she's doing it for to to exactly show the the reper potential repercussions of a world like this the, pos the possibilities, but also the dangers. Um, yeah, I don't know. I have, I have. I think we've opened this enough. I we we can obviously not come to to a real conclusion no. because how could we? <laughs> and our time is also already up today. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna have you uh, let you have the, the the last word as usual. Um, and I'm going to say thank you, Tom, for, for having this great talk with me. It's been fun. Thank you as well, Bill. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> I guess I've also said what I want to say about it. I mean, there's so much more we can, we can say about it. I'm sure we will in future streams also, you know, keep talking about this also as it, as it develops, you know, that's going to be the interesting thing because it's developing right, you know, under our eyes. So, uh, you know, we're going to be able to, see much more and talk about these kind of topics on here and the, the funniest, controverse the funniest thing is i'm sorry for for not uh sticking to my word but i forgot no that worries. i wanted to enter cyberpunk as well we totally forgot cyberpunk yeah but yeah, yeah you maybe. can talk about it if you want no 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 not not today it's maybe today. maybe in another episode maybe no. another episode so keep tuned if you want to hear about cyberpunk, because we both played cyberpunk and we both have our thoughts about it, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> but it's also an ongoing development, and I'm sure, you know, it's going <laughs> to <it's gonna laughs> still change. I think whatever we talk about it today is going to be old news in a month. So, you know, 
yeah, thank you very much for sticking with us and being with us. Also, if you're here on Spotify, thank you for listening. Thank you for being in the chat. And we will see you in the next episode here on The Controverse. Bye-bye.